Uncovering the truth and exposing ignorance. It's science, stupid. With your hosts, Meryl and Scott. So, Scott, is this a show where we have to do a disclaimer? The thoughts presented here, um, we could potentially get some hate mail on this one. Yeah, if, if I was going to pick one that was most likely to get us a nasty gram, this would be it. Okay, but we're not ignoring it because, like, that's who we are. Right. We, we don't ignore stuff, right? No, of course not. All right. We're hoping that sometime soon there's going to be a vaccine for COVID. So this got us thinking about vaccines. And I know that you told me way back when, like 50 years ago, when they came up with the vaccine for polio, it took about six years for scientists to develop that. Is that is that a correct statement? Uh, it probably was longer than that. But yeah, it was it was many years, many years. And we don't want to hear that. I mean, we're struggling with like months, let alone years. Right. We'd all love to see it immediately rather than years in the future. We just had dinner the other night with someone who said, is the vaccine going to be safe? And this opened up the door for this discussion about vaccines and could vaccines potentially cause autism? Right. I think all of us at this point are familiar with the fact that there is a lot of discussion about the potential that autism could have some link to vaccines. And we say... No. No. Okay. <laughs> and there's got to be more than just a no. Why Why? Why should we say no, right. Scott? So this all started back in 1998. A fellow by the name of Wakefield, he was doing some research in a small cohort of, of subject cohort means there was a small group of children, 12. And he published a study in The Lancet which is a British medical journal, talking about a link between the MMR vaccine, which for those of you that don't remember, it's measles, mumps, rubella. And he was trying to draw a link between gastrointestinal issues and later autism. And he, in his small study of 12 subjects, found eight where he felt they were linked. A lot of the major news outlets got a hold of this, and it became a bit of a kerfuffle. Is that a good word? I like that word. Okay. <laughs> sure. So, uh, unfortunately, it came out some years later in, oh, in 2004. The fellow did some research into this and found out that Mr. Wakefield, because he's no longer a doctor, had in fact, been paid by some lawyers who were intending to sue vaccine makers on behalf of their clients who just happened to be this 12 children cohort. And that's an ethical dilemma, obviously. The, the, they immediately said, well, this, this isn't right. You should have revealed this before you ever published something like that. So in the meantime, people are going nuts about the fact that, you know, vaccines are required for children to go to school and the MMR is a vaccine that like every kid gets. Oh, my goodness. Right. The vaccine is causing autism and I'm not going to vaccinate my kid because I don't want my kid to have autism. And the wheels sort of turned very slowly here. It wasn't actually until 2010 that Lancet went back and retracted the original article. So that's 12 years that it's been out there. And 
Then, shortly after it was retracted, Brian Deere did a retrospective look of all of the original data. This was in 2011. And he published a study, and what he found out was that the original data really didn't match up what had been published. In other words, the number of children that actually showed the effects that were listed in this study was only about 2 out of 12 rather than 8. And three months after that study came out in 2011, no longer Dr. Wakefield's uh, medical license was revoked for reckless disregard for his children's subjects. So uh, I'm, 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 that's a quote, reckless wow, disregard. That so, ball rolling down the hill yeah. on that one, huh? Man. Yeah, exactly. So studies can be manipulated. Data can be manipulated. And that's why good studies are always repeated and repeated again and repeated again and again and again. And at this stage, literally dozens of studies and retrospective reviews have been done of studies, and no one can see this link. It's, it's never been shown again, and I would go so far as to say it probably was never there in the first place. So you're saying can't happen. Linking vaccines to autism, there has been no proven link, and if it was proven maybe once with the study that I'm sure that there's a group of people that are really holding on to the information from the study, regardless of the fact of the uh, used to be doctor, now not a doctor anymore, but lost his medical license. I don't know what he's doing for work. Is he still with us? I have, you know, I don't even know. <laughs> okay. uh, he, he sort of fell off the, I mean, I'm sure he's out there on the dark web somewhere publishing something, but I haven't heard anything from him recently. Not that I would be somebody who would reach out to. It's, likely that at this point he you know nobody really wants to talk to him anymore because it's pretty clear he committed fraud he broke all the rules the little i know about what you do is that everything needs to be documented and 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 repeated and approved and there's a process and he decided to manipulate the process to prove his point which is not the point of doing it in the first place right one of the reasons that we make such a big deal about preserving original data and keeping all of the records from everything is so retrospectively somebody can go back and say, well, was this really the case? We're going to go back and look. It's a little bit funny, and this is going to be a little obtuse, but Gregor Mendel, who was the father of modern genetics, who did all these wonderful experiments that no one ever heard about while he was alive, but after he passed away, People went back and saw the stuff that he'd done about, he was studying pea plants and found out that there was genetic links between, like if you had tall pea plants and you bred with other tall pea plants, that they gave birth to tall pea plants and this sort of stuff. However, people did literally like probably close to 100 years later, go back and look at his data and say, well, he kind of fudged some of this stuff because it was probably a little too neat and clean to, to really be real life. So. so in a way, though, doesn't this put, you know, a little bit of credence into people's concern because where nobody can prove it? Like, is that almost like a double negative kind of a thing? Do, do you know what I'm getting at? I do. So in science, there's no such thing as proof. If you want proofs, you go to geometry. You can, you can prove geometry because that's all imaginary. Science, you have a hypothesis, you try and decide whether you can disprove your hypothesis. If you can't disprove it, then you run with it until the day that someday somebody comes up with a, oops, this doesn't make sense anymore. 
So why still a lot of fuel uh, in terms of vaccines um, connected to autism? Why, why is this still being talked about still? I mean, it's, it's in the news constantly. It, it is. Nothing's ever completely 100% effective. Nothing's ever completely 100% safe. And that goes across the board. I mean, seriously, if we look at things like cars or even like falling in the shower, I mean, people don't not take showers because hundreds of people are killed by falling in the shower every year. It's just something that happens. Uh, It's a risk that we've all decided to accept. Vaccines, I think the risk is substantially smaller than the benefit especially if you think of, well, maybe if there's a vaccine out there, and even if it was, let's say it's, you know, only like 50% effective, the ability to send our kids back to school, the ability to open up our businesses and things like that would far outweigh any, what I would perceive to be likely risks, which are probably pretty small means. Some people mistake normal side effects for how how can I express this? Well, I hear that all the time. I'm going to interrupt you. Sure. When people say that they go get a flu vaccine and, oh, I was so sick I got the yeah, flu. I, I, yeah. yeah. That That is so, not really. They may have a side effect to the vaccine, but the vaccine doesn't cause the disease. It doesn't cause the disease. And if you've ever really had the flu, you would know better. But you may have aches. You may have a small fever. You may just feel crappy for a few days. And what that is is your immune system cranking up and reacting to what it perceives as a threat. It's your normal body's response to this. And you're not sick. You're just launching your offense against the virus. And that would actually, I think, even feel like a good thing, that your body's actually taking action against something. Right. It's how you, (laughs) what was the commercial about? It's how you know it's working. You know, it turned blue. It's a good sign. And truthfully, some of the studies that they've been doing on COVID, they're looking at things like mounting an immune response, people like producing antibodies. And, you know, it's a good thing. But are they going to feel a little meh for a few days? Probably. So before we wrap up this show, anything else you want to talk about? So there's one other little thing I was going to talk about, which is thimerosal. Thimerosal was also this terrible thing that people also thought may have a link to autism. And it's a mercury-containing preservative. They used to put it in things like contact lens solutions and things like that. They decided somewhere around 99, I believe, that it really was not great to put all this mercury-containing stuff out there. More in regard to the environment than the actual impact on people because it's a very small amount of mercury. In 1999, they decided to remove thimerosal from most vaccines. There are still a few vaccines like multi-dose flu shots still have some thimerosal, but almost all childhood vaccines have no thimerosal. And the interesting thing was when they removed thimerosal from the vaccines, the rates of autism actually went up. Really? Yeah, it's probably a false flag. It's it's more likely that, you know, we just continue to get better and better at diagnosing autism, which is a good thing. You know, it, it allows early intervention and, and allows these kids to get the help that they need. Again, probably was our inability to really know that these kids needed our, our help. So vaccines, autism. <laughs> Not very likely. 
and getting a vaccine hopefully soon. Oh, please. For COVID. Folks. And even if we and don't get it, even if we don't have a COVID vaccine this fall, when they say, hey, are you going to get a flu vaccine? Say yes to flu vaccine because it's going to help us. Kindly like and share. And we'll see you next time for another episode of It's Science, Stupid.